0: hello everyone good morning good afternoon good evening we are back again with another exciting episode of our community podcast today we are delighted to host our lovely guest miss winnie mutoni as we explore the role of leadership in community philanthropy my name is alena simwe and i'll be moderating this session winnie kindly tell us about yourself
1: Hello everyone, uh, well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are. Mm. Thanks, Alan, for having me here today. My name is Winnie Motoni, and I'm a team leader with motor vehicle Registration, mm. archiving, basically. I'm a businesswoman in another time space.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm a farmer, and I'm a marketing enthusiast. So, yeah, I'm passionate about... I don't know if I would say, um, what should I call it? Well, I'm passionate about giving and caring for community. Mm. Uh, I don't want to think I'm passionate about, what, what, is the word, what what's the right word? Philanthropy. It could be deeper or bigger than I might anticipate. But mm. giving, yes. Caring,
0: yes. Very much so. Uh,
1: that's pretty much who I am.
0: Well, that's <laughs> yes. a very big and uh, very exciting profile you have there. Okay. And I'm glad that within your introduction, you mentioned something that you're passionate about, which is giving and caring. Mm. So I wanted to know what comes to your mind when we talk about community philanthropy. Well, first
1: thing that comes to my mind is my immediate neighbor. Well, mm. community is made of who you're surrounded with, what you're surrounded by, and uh who you connect with on a daily purposefully or even unintentionally so for me if uh, when you talk about community philanthropy it's more like taking care of what's around you so that it can take care of you in return i I, I believe um, what we give whether to the environment, whether to nature whether to my next door human being, my neighbor, one way or another finds its way back to us. Mm. And so for me, what I understand is basically, take care of everything around you, everyone around you, and you will be taken care of in return. I believe what goes out of your hand comes back twofold or even sevenfold. So the more we give, the more we take care of what's outside of us, the more we actually take care of what is inside of us, because I, I, don't, I don't know if everyone actually gets the same satisfaction or draws the same satisfaction I get from occasional giving. I, let, me, let me be realistic about <laughs> it. <laughs> it's not an everyday thing, but mm. where I have the chance I actually take it up, like, there's that deeper satisfaction of it does, no one has to say thank you. But seeing someone else smiles, seeing something else change in someone's life or even just nature, mm. there's that satisfaction that is drawn from it. So for me, it's take
0: care of what's around you and you're you're taken care of indirectly. Wow. Uh, interesting. I'm now interested in uh knowing your tree or your alias collection on giving, and if there is any personality that stands out when we, when we think about and talk about community philanthropy or community giving.
1: Funny story. <laughs> My earliest collection of giving is actually not giving.
0: Hmm.
1: I don't know if that makes sense to you. But you know, I, well, I come from a big family. Yeah. Uh, youngest of all. But regardless, well, as a child, I was selfish, selfish (laughs) to the core, to the core, unnecessarily (laughs) selfish. Being the last born, everyone's attention is sort of on you. Every adult's attention anyway is on you. And all your siblings are looking out, how do we benefit from, you know, the favor that the youngest has. And funny thing, yes, you have these small privileges, small favors you get from everyone around you. As the way of showing love in the smallest way we knew how. So you have small tokens, extra meals, extra <laughs> meats, you know? <laughs> and so there's this random day I have pancakes. Ugandans know kabaragara. Yeah. Not English pancakes. <laughs> kabaragara. So uh, they are as many as they could be. And I couldn't share with my sister. I could mm. not share with my sister. So they let me have it. Once I was done, everyone else got a different share, and no one gave me a test of their pancakes. <laughs> that feeling has never left my life <laughs> to this edge I know, I told you it was a funny story. The fact that I remember the pain of ev- me watching everyone eat, and mm. you know, there's something about communal eating. Once mm. everyone is eating, so, somehow mm. it's more merry, it's, it's, it's more satisfying than mm. when you're eating and actually enjoying by yourself. So every time, so it started there. Every time I would remember that the pain or the, how my, I felt in my gut when everyone else was enjoying their Kabbalah Gala after I would finished mine and refusing to share, those feelings sucked. Excuse my English. It, it's just mm-mm. not for a child I don't even think about it as an, as an adult yeah. but then again I've also learned that once you've tested or well I don't want to call it tested but I, ideally it is what it is if you've known what it means to lack at a certain stage then you appreciate once you have a little and you also appreciate those that lack in the moments where you actually don't and if someone, if I'd gotten a chance probably in the days that I lacked for someone to passionately or to actually just desire to help me or extend a hand to me, it would have gone a long long way. So once I remember those days where I was able to actually understand the reason as to why I lacked and what I lacked and the essence of what exactly I lacked, I went to cover that gap for whoever i know i can help so if i understand where your issue is you wouldn't i believe i don't think someone needs to ask for you to extend a hand for as long as you see a challenge someone has a challenge and you are in a position where you can help by all means so for me actually philanthropy does not involve asking i shouldn't be able to well in an ideal situation, people mm-hmm. shouldn't be asking. In ideal situations, those who have a little more should extend a hand to those that don't have at all.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that Well, that's what comes to my mind. That's okay. my recollection. <laughs> I would like, if you allow me, to pick up from the point of uh, communal eating, which mm-hmm. is something that you mentioned. And I also take note that communal eating has been a practice within most African societies and communities Mm. Um, just wondering then if it has been a practice within our communities Mm. then what role do leaders have within society to cultivate a culture of giving? Leaders have a very big role to play.
1: Mm. And uh, I love it. yes, originally in African setting, it's a communal eating. One, it helps you, well, in family settings, it helps you know which child is picky while they eat, what do they enjoy most, what don't they like, what are they allergic to, what don't... You know, it helps you understand... Your people, mm. on a more personal, you know, there's an intimacy to food. Mm. There's a deeper intimacy to eating together. You, it's quite personal, mm. but yet if you look at it with a keen eye, or say, um, let me just look at it in a family setting. If you are the mother, if you are the father, caregiver, whoever it is, grandmother. And you're serving children. First, we're sharing from a platter, maybe, or even different plates, but sitting probably in a circular setting. And it helps you understand the emotions your children have.
0: Mm.
1: For some reason, once you're sad, even with food, there's some, if you're keen, this takes particular keen, you're keen to understand, okay. Is she really okay? Is my child really okay? Is my grandchild okay? Why aren't they liking this food today? Is the soul too much? People give off too much information, probably even caught unaware, while they're enjoying something. Mm. So it's the setting. First of all, ready food just brings people together. Let's just (laughs) put that out there. Yeah. But then it also gives people a level of comfort where they can express themselves verbally, body language wise, or just facial expressions. So that way, mothers in this case, grandmothers, fathers are the leadership roles that we're looking at. But even on a, a level where we don't have blood relations and stuff, let's just look at it in a work setting. Um mess meal times are sort of good. Breakfast might not be much time, but lunch time is really good. It gets you to understand where you actually went wrong with your team. People are more are free to express themselves with meals because first of all, we are thinking uh we' are off the clock now. we can speak yeah. on a more leveled ground not looking at my supervisor, I'm not looking at my boss. One, because you have put up... That's the environment. It's a food setting. It's lunch breaks. So we are sort of off the clock. I understand at the back of my mind, yes, I might be speaking to my team leader, I might be speaking to my subordinate, Mm. but in a more relaxed manner. Mm. So whatever happens in that setting, yes, as a leader, you have to look at it, you know, with over two lenses Mm. but even as a subordinate it gives you a chance i don't think subordinate should be the word really but given the ranks it gives you a chance to express yourself in a relaxed setting but openly it gets you to understand your team leader on a level ground but then also express that which you're facing, probably the challenges you're facing. And once this door is opened, it's a two-way door. It's the team leader opens up to his team or her team, but then also the other, it happens the other way around. You get, you, you get to see beyond what the workspace shows you get to relate on a more personal level or a deeper level. And I believe in most cases, sometimes um, some of our team members do not get to express themselves because, one, you're looking at targets. How do we deliver this? How do we get this done in the shortest time possible? Well, as a team leader, probably you're looking at um, uh, an element of cutting costs the sooner you finish a project or the sooner you finish something, the less money you spend probably on more meals, more days, or even the wages are probably lessened. So you're, you're counting every coin, but then you're forgetting that um, for every coin that probably you might save, you might lose a valuable person on your team. Not physically, but it could be emotionally, mentally, so it goes deeper than as a team leader, how do I cut costs? How do I deliver way beyond before time? And it goes to um, probably look at how is, say, uh, Jessica doing? Yeah. Yes, her delivery has been low in the past few days. Is she, you look at it, much more deeply than why aren't you delivering you know timelines, timelines no, yes if you know someone it just opens a door that both you as a team leader and your probably your team members can both access each other emotionally, spiritually um, mentally and I believe once this door is opened then I know oh This person is actually not a monster. She's not here to just drive, 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 drive. No. She cares at the certain point where the speed of this car has reduced. I need to check the engine oil. I need to check the brakes. I need to check... And the checks that I'm probably referring to as the engine oil and everything is the mental health of Mm -hmm. your team members. Mm -hmm. And yes, we might... Think about it, uh think about philanthropy as probably giving tangible things, but it goes beyond tangibles. It goes beyond just money and clothing and you know physical welfare. It is taking care of your next neighbor, their sanity, their spiritual well being, their emotional well being. Because that way you know, okay. Eventually, when this circle comes back round, and probably this time the pause is on me, the person I took care of. Yes, you don't do it in the sense that um, you should get something. I'm gonna get back something, <laughs> or I'm preparing you for that time. Tables flip. No, but because you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart, because mm. you're doing it to save someone else, mm. it comes back. Twofold, threefold, sevenfold. So every time an act of kindness it's more or less a deposit in the bank.
0: Mm.
1: you it's not gonna be a flat rate. It's gonna come back with profit. So you might take care of one person who'll take care of another person who'll take so it's a trickle down effect. It has a trickle down effect to it. So before you know it, you have spread out. Mm. one person's kindness i believe can just change a whole community with one person reaching another and another and another before you know it it's a whole tree that has such wide branches so yeah
0: which is flourishing exactly. with flowers see- with with no. with green leaves, <laughs> you understand this thing. <laughs> it's so easy, it and is. and I'm glad that you 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 mentioned there's something that I, I I picked onto as you you were talking, especially at the point where you said that giving shouldn't look at the material mm-hmm. and tangible elements to it. Uh, at Tifos, we believe there is something that we believe in that uh giving is in three t's and that is talent time and treasure treasure mm. can be resources time is it? it's the time that you yes. commit to you mentioned that when you're having your intimate lunch sessions it's the time that you get to notice your yes. colleagues and understand their needs mm. understand what they require understand what they are going through mm. you providing time I mean talent uh we've seen so many I mean, again, going back to the example that you used of colleagues in a workspace, uh, they're giving of their talent. Everyone comes to a workplace with a different skill set that mm. they offer, uh, a project or whatever work that they're doing. And that is also giving. Mm. At this point, I wanted to, to find out from you if there are any infrastructures or things that community leaders have to do Mm. uh, to be able to encourage a culture of giving but also I mean other leaders to learn from you given your past experiences with giving Mm. I know that you also mentioned that your experience on giving (laughs) was from the other side of you not giving so what are the things that you know, leaders, community leaders and other people need to do to be able to encourage the act of giving within their societies? Is there like a manuscript, for example, of what it requires to be the best leader who can encourage, you know, give but also, you know, encourage Mm -hmm. people to be able to respond?
1: Um, (laughs) I I don't think there is, a particular manuscript that if you don't follow this then you're going the wrong way it's just the same way you look at it uh yes there's protein but then they're different you can get protein from different way. i mean different meals you get protein from milk but you'll get protein from beans you'll get protein from meat and still get the same from peas so i don't think there's one way to this okay there's just so many to it but as leaders it's best you take the forefront. Mm. It's best you're at the forefront. That way, we don't think, oh, they're pushing us to do this, they're advising us to do this, and yet they stand on the sidelines. So you cannot speak to what you have not practiced. You cannot speak to what you are not passionate about. There's something about doing things. There's something particularly about extending a hand to the next person. There is that deeper satisfaction. Mm. I know sometimes all of us, I'm sure, go through it. And there's an element of emptiness. And you're trying to find out, what can I do? Yes, for Christians, uh, going to us, moment probably, days of fasting and prayer. And it is absolutely good. But then there are times when the call is actually to go out there and give yourself. And... uh, Giving yourself might be your time because it is the most valuable thing you have. And that's where we hear people saying, oh, I got so busy. And for someone in need, that sounds like the bougiest thing someone could ever say. You're out of touch with everyone else. And let's not get it wrong. Yes, you are busy. But in your busy schedule, can you acknowledge, can you take some time to acknowledge someone else is going through something hard? Someone, you could actually be someone's source of healing or even a jumpstart for someone else. Just, not, with time, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to sit down with a random Winnie and give a whole hour of your time, no. Pick up mm-hmm. a phone, make a three-minute call. Mm-hmm. That goes a long way. For someone who understands how busy your schedule is, mm-hmm. that goes a long, long way. And for me, if it is my money that I value, I probably am looking at it from a spiritual point of view, if you might call it, or a religious point of view. The Bible probably tells me, uh, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to uh, God what belongs to God. Of course, I will not find God physically Mm -hmm. and give him, oh dear God, thank you. No.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Give to his people. Yes. And if he has blessed me, there's surely a reason. And that reason is to bless someone else. That is with my money. But I might not have money. I might have clothes. Clothes that I no longer use. Good condition. They don't have to be torn. I will give that which I have. I will give that which I love. I will give that which I can. But for as long as I give. Now, not out of... I believe it shouldn't be out of obligation. Do it because... Someone else's smile matters as well.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That way honor it I'm telling you this (laughs) thing about giving it's just banking. You're keeping for yourself that day when you don't believe someone can randomly make you happy, you will cash that check. (laughs) Someone would randomly make you happy and you're like, wow, kindness still exists you're forgetting you extended the same kindness to someone else and that's a beauty about doing things out of the goodness of your heart you're not waiting to collect Mm. however when you need it the most it Mm. comes back to you
0: wow i i wish this conversation would (laughs) would, would yeah would go on longer but as we wrap up winnie um so given your experience as a giver as a receiver as someone who has interacted a lot with teams and communities uh is there a particular hm particular thing that that leaders usually rally to or that communities rally to when it comes to to giving and as as and as you share that i will request that you also share your your last call of action or something that you want our listeners out there to, to, to take note of?
1: I, I believe, well, particularly in our community mm-hmm. here in Uganda, yeah. yes, there's always something leaders always run to. And, well, in a way it's good, mm. but in a way it's a bit imbalanced or unbalanced. Yes, we run to uh, support a girl child, support a girl child, one way or another with your time advice knowledge sanitary Um, it's brilliant it is beautiful yes girls are challenged particularly in this part of the world but they are challenged because in my opinion the boys have been left out in the fight the guys the gentlemen have been left out in the fight the fathers are excluded in the fight not necessarily that they're actually excluded They are not invited to the forefront of the fight. That is one way of looking at it. But then again, we look at the element of fighting or giving to those in schools. How about those who don't have the privilege of going to school? How about those that are staying home? Not that they wouldn't want to go to school. They're just unfortunate that way that they can't afford to go to school. Have we looked at how we can help him? Um, There's just so many ways we can help. And I don't think all of us should rally around building a classroom for a particular school, a government school. How about we build an entire school? Not just a classroom. Not just a toilet block. Not just sanitary ware for one school term. How about the government is involved? How about we... C- take off the taxes of the sanitary wear so we don't have to rally behind sanitary sanitary towels for girls all the time how about we extend those resources to probably creating awareness where all of us are part of this fight where not only the mothers not we are not looking at oh girls you should dress decently to avoid no how about we educate the young men the boys the fathers that respect is given and not I do not invite someone to molest me or to abuse me physically or to cut call me to abuse my confidence by calling me names just because of the way I'm dressed no my dressing doesn't define who I am or what I want you to do to me no by virtue of me being a human being I have earned a bit of respect and if we can rally behind giving knowledge probably yes on top of the resources that we can collect and stuff but if we have the knowledge that is shared then the resources required to execute all these things are a bit less because we are all involved in the fight um just probably if i don't know if this would be closing Mm -hmm. but Giving doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. Giving does not require you to have a million bucks in your account or have, you know, a huge jar where you pick Mm -hmm. from, like, it never runs dry. No. Mm -hmm. That's a funny thing. You can give and give and give and still be empty. But it doesn't change the feeling of... I was part of changing their life. I was... I helped move push her step for up uh, ahead um but then again the bible says it's more blessed to give than to (laughs) receive and Mm. trust me Mm. you you know i have been blessed enough to be on the receiving end but i have been blessed to be on the giving end as well i'm i'm sure i have been pushed to the receiving end because i have or I've been pushed. Actually, I've been pushed to the giving end because I have received a lot from friends and people give generously. And you sometimes wonder, okay, yes, we complain we are broke. You sing it's actually a mantra among us some of us. <laughs> oh my god, I am broke. Oh my god, to government to Yambia. For those in Uganda, probably <laughs> could understand, could relate to the statement. Yes. Oh, every other minute, it's it's a mantra among us. Our peers sometimes and mm. then before you know it you have a challenge and you're just having a conversation about it probably you're just looking to release the emotional stress and stuff and before you know it all your problems have been solved yeah people are giving you knowledge people are giving you solutions people are giving you financial help you've not asked you're just talking to l- release pressure and before you know it so surely if you have been receiving or you have been to that side of the coin mm-hmm. where you are on the receiving end, what wouldn't, why wouldn't you give? <laughs> so for me, it's I have been blessed to receive. So I surely have to extend the same courtesy to the next person.
0: Wow. What can I say after such a wonderful sort of closing remark? to our dear listeners we're glad that you're still here with us listening to this uh conversation this brilliant uh giving conversation with winnie and uh, she closed at the point that she's blessed or she's been blessed to be at the receiving end of the coin and she's also blessed to have had an opportunity okay. to be able to give back yes. and I hope this resonates and speaks to your spirit of generosity as you as you listen as you plan to go out there tomorrow you or later today to <laughs> yeah so ensure that you are out. at either coin yes. coins of this uh, this conversation and this topic that you be at the giving end but also most likely you will be at the receiving, receiving end. end because yes. uh, the world is full of full of generous people so remember to catch us next time on thursday on anchor and on the CIFSOS website as we continue to explore the role of community philanthropy especially the role of leadership when it comes to this until next time i've been your host and moderator Elena Simuel, with our lovely guest